Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Anything But Content with me, Kieran Riley, and my lovely co-host, Ewan Middleton. Hello, good to be back, good to be back. Uh, got an exciting episode for this week, one I'm very much looking forward to. Indeed, yes. And what is what is this week's episode? Why don't you lay it down for everybody listening? So it's going to be a much more chill, just general discussion, less focus on anything particular um in terms of law and stats and etc but a big focus around warhammer world and just um things we're excited to go see um our previous experiences around it and just i mean the general like what is warhammer world itself and basically an episode before we go so that we could then do an episode after and see what we thought of it because it's been so long and for both of us it's our going to be our second time visiting it yeah indeed it's going to be it's going to be a, a nice chilled episode as you were saying not me this time no you're not going to be ranting away about warhammer world um <laughs> sorry about the tau law like last time so much more chilled and relaxed so yeah, to do, on Saturday we plan on going to Warhammer World. If you probably wake up relatively early, which means it's going to be a struggle for you. Hey, hey, I can wake up at any time to to be on time. I, w- I won't say it will be a struggle, but I'll I'll be awake, re- ready for the journey down to Nottingham. Yeah, it's going to be a, a good drive down. Um, you could tell we're from the north, as we call it, down. Um. <laughs> And then, yeah, park up and hopefully have a look round. I mean, it's it's an interesting one because Warhammer World, as I said, we've been before. We went, we were very fortunate that we got to go on a school trip to Warhammer World itself. Um, I'm sure we've gone into a little bit of detail, but we were, surprisingly, we had a very good strategy club. It was, um, it was, it was really unique because strategy club in our school I think for the most part it had always existed but wasn't like very popular so to speak mm. typical in many high schools and then a good i think it was like a demographic of like our year group and the year group above us there was just a lot of kind of people and it grew a lot of attraction and it suddenly just hit randomly a spontaneous surge of popularity um and next thing you know it there was I mean, some days I remember because we used to do it in the classrooms, we'd have to open up because we had like uh, these walls that could be opened up to basically combine the classrooms. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember those. Because um, for our GCSEs and stuff, they were short some teachers. So they tried to do revision sessions of like 70, 80 children with one teacher, which was yeah. the most, no disrespect to the school, but moronic way of trying to get kids to revise because you know, having 80 students to one teacher results in about five students paying attention and the other 75 or, you know, whatever, just talking and rambling yeah. on about different things. But yeah, so anyway, as a digress, they opened it up and we used to fill out like two full rooms and also spill out of it. So, you know, we had a good, I'd say, 40 plus attendance yeah. for Strategy Club um, with most of it revolving around our year and the year above us um and then from there obviously as we've talked about before strategy club um uh, me and i i i 
basically Warhammer kind of took a lead because I remember, I, if I remember correctly, one person brought in some models and it caused kind of a chain reaction because I myself got models over Christmas because my family, my stepdad was really into it. And uh, so we, we got models for Christmas. So I ended up bringing my models. And then one of my good friends from high school brought his models in. And then because we, us two brought our models in, other people were like, oh, hey, I'll bring my models. So you brought your models in. Um, and next thing you know, there was a good like 10, 20 kids all bringing in massive battle cases of Warhammer models um, to Strategy Club, which was amazing to be honest because you really wouldn't have expected it in a high school um not to say that there's anything wrong with it but just that high school is not a notoriously well never has been notoriously friendly towards these activities and also you know when you bring in those kind of stuff you always risk it potentially being broken or etc but we did it remember we had to stuff them in our lockers and stuff which obviously probably damaged the models a bit and the (laughs) cases but we managed and then it just kind of spiraled i will admit we didn't do too much playing because the length of strategy club and also that out of those 20 so kids or 20 of us that knew how uh, that brought models in only about three four of us had a decent comprehension of the rules itself um i was luckily one of those but that was only because i was taught the rules by my stepdad um but we used to bring the models in and set up these like armies and then it'd be like the end of the show but even still it was really awesome we brought these models um and it grew in popularity and then as we've talked about before it resulted in them on about setting up a a team a warhammer team which was fantastic they were on about how schools apparently did these warhammer competitions something that again i was mind blown like i didn't realize and i can't say i've looked into it to this day because unfortunately I'm pretty sure we have said, but it all fell apart. But it, did. it was quite mind-blowing, the idea that schools yeah. had a competition. So I remember me and my good friend were like the captains, and we set up like an A team and a B team, and we were setting up like we were basically training people how to play the game, trying to help people figure out army lists. You were appointed our chief painter, basically, by the teacher. So you were painting a theme for us to go in with our armies, which is just so dope, the idea of us all going in the same colours. I mean, in fact, actually, what colours were you going to go with? Um, so uh, at the the time, and um, to be fair, whenever I uh, paint Space Marine models, um, I do, uh, I paint the Red Scorpions chapter, which is sort of like a, a, a very grey with like old outlining um and i was essentially planning to just i think my plan was just to invert the colors at the time um because you can't have they had to be like anything that wasn't an official chapter within the law it had to be the, like a school chapter so i think my plan was just to invert the colors not too much um simple paints as well so, for yeah. everybody to get behind because we had a right wide range i mean we had i mean 20 we had 17 space marines but we had like an orcs player and i don't know if you remember but um one of our friends um collected tyranids yeah someone as well someone collected what sorry necrons oh um 
my good mate started to get into Necrons, but I don't know if he was the one you're thinking of. I knew uh, we had a Salamanders. I was Space Wolves. Um, this is before the Space Wolves had their own supplement codex. So, you know, basically just Space Marines. You were Scorpions. Because yeah. um, yeah. obviously this is when everyone was just got to be Space Marines. You know, um, yeah. easy appeal, easy getting into faction. Um, which I'm happy to say Warhammer seems to have diverged from that. I mean, it's hard to say because I'm not a complete novice in and recruit into it, but I do feel that there's a lot more easier factions to get into now, and a lot of the other factions have yeah. more support, making them more appealing. So I don't think there's as much of a just Space Marine overload because I do think when we got into Warhammer, Space Marine was effectively 90% of the player base. Um, oh god yeah yeah whenever i would go to the games workshop shops and there'd be tournaments or games on it was just watching space marine versus space marine um now i don't know if that's just my child my like it's just distorted that memory or if that's reality but that's what it certainly felt like but yeah so we had that cool like paint everything was sorted um and then it just kind of faded away, unfortunately. Um, not to say that I hold any resentment towards teachers, because to be honest, the fact that they even came very close to sorting out that is a testament to you know, their dedication, because that was something that was obviously very complicated and, you know, working in a school, I know how hard these things can be. You know, you've got risk assessments, you've got all sorts, you've got travel expenses, you know, um, but it was a really cool idea and it brought us all kind of together as a Warhammer team. But on that massive digression, and I'm sure we'll talk about kind of tournaments and potentially those that into a bit more detail, the school did manage to sort something amazing out. And that was, and I am, honestly, if I could see them again today, I would thank them so much. But they managed to get us on a trip to Warhammer World with a coach and everything. Um, yeah. It was absolutely brilliant. I'm it, pretty sure it was on a weekend. It was, yeah. It was a, it was on a, a Saturday. And I remember being like, oh, I, I should leave soon. Um, and my mum was like, have you got everything? Like, here's your lunch. Like, all that jazz. And then I got a call. And I was like, decline, because I didn't know the number. And then I ran up to the school. Uh, and then the teacher was like, where are you? We're just about to leave. I called you. And I was like, oh, was that yeah get on the bus <laughs> get on now you idiot bearing in mind <laughs> that he lived the closest out of everybody to the school and where yeah. the bus was going yeah. from um not yeah. to throw you under the bus see what i did there but um Jesus Christ. <laughs> we'll move on we'll move on very quickly <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah, it was it was it was quite amusing because I I was wondering we were all like where 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 is Ked? <laughs> is is he coming or not? I'm pretty sure he is. Um, but we made it. Uh, you made it. I remember my parents giving me some spending money to buy a model there. Uh, yeah, I think everybody pretty much got that. It was, um, and we went down, and lo and behold, a load of school children not to say we were like primary school but you know so we were i think like 13 at the time 
rocked up yeah. to uh, Warhammer World um, on a weekend um, with these teachers basically, you know, sorting it out, um, you know, further emphasizing how grateful I am for that because that's an experience that they've provided that, you know, doesn't add anything to curriculum. The teachers themselves won't have got any extra credit or, you know, made their lives easier. In fact, they've probably made their lives a lot harder around that period. So instrumentally... Yeah. Um, cannot give as much praise to those teachers for that um but we rocked up there was a good like 15 20 of us um at warhammer world and i mean it's weird because my memory isn't as strong as i wish it was of it but my 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 it was incredible to walk into and you've got that massive open hallway with like tables that you know go meters of meters along and you had loads of people yeah. playing against each other uh you know there was i'm pretty sure there was a cafe their shop there was massive with all obviously the new models um something that i'm sure we are both going to spend probably a lot of money in um on saturday very silly uh silly yeah um but silly 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 uh, <laughs> very silly like um and yeah it was absolute oh, it was it was fantastic um it was yeah and they and they had exhibitions yeah. they had obviously their terrain there is incredible you know bearing in mind we've gone from playing it on school tables using yeah like, using boxes and yeah, stuff for covers as terrain and exactly and uh also you know because we were all kids our models were all like terribly painted um half yeah. like put together um i remember one time like i got a What's the transport vehicle for Space Marines? Is it the Land Raider? Rhino. Oh, the Rhino. The Rhino. Rhino. Yeah, the Rhino. I got myself a Rhino, and I was I was so happy. I built it all together, and I went to Games Workshop once, ready to play. And I, was, I said, we were kids, you know, so it wasn't the most, like, sensible. And I got it out, ready to use it. I was so excited. It was, like, the first time I got to use it, and it just fell apart on the table. And the other oh, guy, which no. adult, just looks at me like, uh the gays workshop <laughs> shop was like it's okay we'll help put it back together after the game and then yeah. also because like this adult had comprehension because it was one of those days where it was just like rock up play you know rotate around the tables i think it was like a free to play tournament or something but like yeah. just, like not serious and this other guy was just like showed no mercy he was like an adult that fully <laughs> understood the rules and just absolutely annihilated my army to the point like i know why he did it because clearly he's very passionate about the game but he was one of those players and they really annoy me now and as a kid when i was back then it it, it, it it didn't annoy me, it just upset me to the point that I actually didn't go back to Games Workshop for a long time to ever play again. Oh, um, but it, 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 they were one of those people that they really like nitpicked every little bit that you did wrong and like yeah. kept correcting you about the rules, but not in a friendly way. It wasn't like, yeah. uh, you know, you can't do that, you know, because of this. It was just like, did you even read the rules? Oh, 
yeah, not not the best first no. experience with it. Not not the first best because that was the first best experience like with a stranger, you know. And like yeah. truth be told, I was like thirteen at the time, <laughs> you yeah. know. Uh, and they're like in their they're twenty plus blatantly, um, and like they've just seen my rhino fall to pieces, and, the, <laughs> and then they're like coming out with this stuff, and they beat me like really comfortably, but they still yeah. like they didn't rub in the victory, but they were still like you know nitpicking rules and like you can't do that. Um, they were one of those as well that it was like. <clears throat> Because I think I don't think it was a tournament. It was just it was kind of in house, and I get it. I I do understand this because I get some people do like to play it really seriously. But they were one of those that was also like because I really wanted to try out this new equipment for one of my units, and they were like, "You can't do that because your model doesn't look like it has that." And I was like, "Oh, I hate those people." I know, I know, like. I, 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 I can understand why they say that, but it's like when you're playing against a 13-year-old child, just take a step back, take a deep breath, and just realise, you know, you don't need to destroy this kid. <laughs> you know, yeah. just just let them experiment a bit. Help them with the rules. I, I 100% wanted help with the rules. And it wasn't like I came in not reading the rule book. I had read the rule book. It's just, you know, I was still I was still a novice at that point. Um, but no, that's different episode. Those people really, really frustrate me, though. Yeah, it's it's just uh, like a like it really does not matter if it looks like the model has the thing on it or not. It's the like half the game is played in your own mind, like acting out these massive battles. So if the character doesn't have like a gun, as long as they're able able to like actually have that gun in the unit. Then that's that's fine if it's not on the model at all. Especially considering you're fighting a thirteen year old man. Like, come on. I know, I know. Well, is your is your ego that big that you can't risk a thirteen year old? Well, that's the thing, isn't it? It's almost. I mean, I know you can make the argument that it's ruining your immersion, but it's like you knew what you were signing up for because the demographic that was turning up for these games was very wide range i said it was an open day it was one of those where it was just anyone turn up anyone can play um and like it really did suck because i didn't go to games workshop for ages till after that experience and it wasn't so much because the rider fell apart even though that was embarrassing but it was just because it was like i don't really want to play against a stranger because you just don't know who you're gonna get nowadays Uh, if I had the army, I wouldn't care so much because you know thicker skin and all that. But it yeah. it, it does not mock uh, hit your confidence and stuff like that. I think there's it's a skill, but there's a right way of trying to play with younger people and like help them learn. I think you've got to 100. You've got to follow the rules, but you've equally got to you've got to approach it in a you know a nice like gentle way. Don't in short be a douche about it and yeah. crush people's play styles because the reality is i mean even you know some of the most seasoned veterans make mistakes and stuff like that because warhammer is one of the most complicated games out there um, yeah exactly like board games out there i mean you know when you think about it you've got to roll to hit you've got to roll to wound you've got to you know roll armor saves you've got to have wounds you've got a lot to memorize there's a lot of stuff of like different movements different abilities different guns i mean 
I couldn't tell you all the Tyranid stuff off by heart. I could tell you some of the more obvious stuff, but like I yeah. couldn't go through tell you this is exactly what this wound is, this is what this wound is. And yes, some of those veterans out there know their stuff through and through, but or you know throughout, but yeah. just gotta um, just gotta give a bit of credit. But you know, let's go back to more of a positive note instead of my um. Sad. Experience as a child. <laughs> yeah, my uh, depressing Warhammer experience. <laughs> um, and, you know, to any listeners out there, not everybody is like that. And, like, my advice is is don't, you know, be hesitant to get involved. In fact, getting involved earlier is better because it's the way that will build your confidence more and make you learn quickly. It's just if you do encounter people like that, just ignore them don't listen to them in the sense of like don't be rude but just you know don't don't worry about it there are unfortunately people out there that are like that but the reality is they're out there in everything i mean any games you get people that take you know like mario kart or stuff like that way too seriously when you're playing it as like a party game and you're like calm down like we're just playing Mario Kart here, or like FIFA and stuff like that, you know. I I do I do have to I do have to say that sometimes I do get a little bit annoyed at Mario Kart if I don't win because I do pride myself in being quite good at it. It's 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 only if I win if I lose on a fluke, like it like if someone gets a blue shell and I'm like two inches from from the finish line and then they race past me. That's 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 it only it only happened once. That is the art of Mario fine. Kart in it, though. <laughs> I got, I was, I was so mad. Like it got, I had to, like I had to, like calm myself for a minute. I, I was not happy about that. You don't want to play me then, because I am very, very skillful at Mario Kart. I, I, be- I believe I'll have to challenge you on that. You, you will, but you are playing someone that you know owns the game and has trip stars on most tracks here uh finishing off all the 200 cc ones so hmm? i've not played since mario kart ds yeah Yeah, yeah. there you go i'm on mario kart switch but yeah i'm more than happy for you to challenge me we could go um so yeah we could give it a go but just as a heads up uh, I do back myself. Although I go online because I have a good, decent rank. I'm like three thousand five hundred. You start on a thousand, and you get like twenty-two points for a victory, and then it obviously scales down depending on your place. It's quite hard to not have a positive rank above a thousand because you have to yeah. literally finish twelve. But I get lobbies now where it's like people like on rank ten thousand, which you know you work out must mean that they've been playing the game for like hundreds to thousands of yeah. hours and i'm just like wow um but i still i still hold my own i do all right there but mario kart's one of those games played it since i was like six it was just it was in my family it's like almost in my blood i know the, the first mario kart i'm pretty sure i ever played I mean, it was, was it mario kart double dash and it was on the gamecube and you every the the uniqueness of it was that you played as two people and what I mean by that, you would take a car, but you'd have two characters, so like Mario, I think it was Mario and Luigi and stuff like that, and one of them would be at the back that threw the items, and the one that would be at the front that would drive. It'd play as if you were only one character, and the characters' animations, they would like swap round after they threw items and stuff. It was very interesting. Yeah. Uh, but that was, that was the one I knew very well. But yeah, 
typical um, digression there. Um, <laughs> non-content. We've gone on complete tangent. We're on about Warhammer World and we're talking about traumatic experiences at Games Workshop <laughs> and now Mario Kart. But yeah, I think just maintain like you know don't don't be phased you get people like that but you get people like that in every game just don't let it affect you but i wish it's something i wish i did a lot more i don't know about you but went to like games workshop and open like events and stuff like that far more to get Mm. involved more in the community and play more yeah Uh, i i personally never went to um a, a warhammer shop to game i've only ever been there to um drain my bank account so yeah well they don't do them as much now i I could be wrong but they don't seem to do them as much no i went i went into the the one down in bristol um and they were just starting them up again i think it was last year uh because of covid and everything oh yeah obviously but they've been they've been restricting them for for a while now they should be back up and running now i mean you know we'll have to head down once i'm more permanently back up and we'll we'll see yeah we'll have to see how it goes see what it's like yeah. um have to actually paint some stuff then but uh yeah we both do in fact i i actually have to buy 40k models <laughs> i only have sigma models because i'm at a compromise where i've got two different groups one group wants me to have sigma and one group wants to me to have 40k and it's well it's it's god expensive to maintain both oh, um, that's why you have a big boy job i wouldn't call it a big boy job it doesn't <laughs> pay like a big boy um it's just i have a job that's that's the difference between me and you um yeah i'm still a student it's fine yeah i, I i'm soon to be <laughs> so yeah, exactly. it, it's only getting worse um no we 100 percent will uh Definitely have to do it. It'd be nice to enter a 2v2 tournament, um, something like that. We'd be interested to see how it plays, because even though we do make silly decisions, we do do eventually gel quite well together. We do complement each other's play styles and stuff. I know your strengths and weaknesses, and I think you know mine. Yeah. But, yeah, like, Warhammer World is... um, It's an absolute brilliant experience, um... Yeah, I remember walking into the the like the the foyer, and there being that giant statue of that Chaos Space Marine there. Yeah, yeah. And everyone, we were we were just staring at it for like ten minutes, being like, "Oh my god, this is so cool." It, it's one of those. It was mind blowing. Like if you are into Warhammer and you know you live in the UK, it's something that is almost like a must. Yeah, well, I mean, it's there. It's um, like an attraction, but at the same time, it's where they they make all the models as well, isn't it? Yeah, it, it literally is. This is flagship store, in yeah, the flagship area, uh, and we're blessed to not be so far from it. Uh, not close, but not far. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it's it's absolutely incredible. It's. Uh, I mean, I would love to go there when they've got a proper tournament on because I could mm. only imagine like those tables being absolutely filled. Yeah, it, it would be the atmosphere would be electric. Yeah, if we if we did manage to go, but yeah, they've um, they've updated it quite a bit since we last went, didn't we? Uh, haven't they? Yeah, from what I can tell. So I've been having a bit of a 
peruse on the internet to see you know at first it was to check if we need tickets and then it was to check like what there is actually to do there um and yeah it it seems actually incredibly uh different to uh what we uh what we experienced last time um particularly as for example in the uh the warhammer world exhibition hall um we're incredibly lucky that the Imperium and the Horus Heresy is uh, basically uh, reopening because um, they're installing some new stuff um, just on that Saturday, uh, oh, wow. for that Saturday that we arrive, which is absolutely uh, amazing. So I'm incredibly uh, excited about that. Um and like, yeah, I think there's there's a lot more. I think it's more the exhibition areas. There's a lot more now. There's a lot more models. A lot more, almost like a museum, basically. Yeah. Um, to it, from what I can tell on the uh, the internet, um, there also seems to be a picture of a full size rhino, which I don't remember when we. No, went. that that wasn't there. I I've seen him before, and I was like, oh. So, oh, I I need to see that very soon. I need to get into it and pretend to drive yeah. away. Um, so that's absolutely awesome. Um, but for the most part, I'm trying to not spoil anything. So I'm not trying to watch any videos or see anything before we go because I want it to just be as uh unique and as fresh of an experience as it possibly can. So there's lots of different new things by the looks of things. Um, I don't think there's any particular events on the Saturday that we're going, which in its own right is going to be cool because obviously yeah. the pros of events are that you get more of an electric atmosphere, you get more uniqueness, but then the cons are is that it's far more busy and uh, yeah. also sometimes they you know take areas away because they're having to compensate for the events themselves. But it should be a phenomenal experience. Um, I guess I'll throw the question to you, though. Do you think you're going to leave Warhammer World without purchasing something? Oh, that is that is a very big question that I cannot answer until I check my bank account that morning. <laughs> because <laughs> because I have I I've. I need money for to do some stuff in America while I'm out there. And if I spend thirty quid on a box of models, I, it's not a box of models. I'm going to buy a broadside while I'm there. I've already decided. Um... <laughs> Easy goings. Yeah, exactly. That's twenty three quid down the drain. Um, not down the drain. Added added to my collection. Yeah, yeah. You're buying yeah, assets. Buy... Yeah, it'll be it'll be a fine addition to my collection. Um. I yeah no I'm I'm go I'm gonna buy buy stuff while I'm there because remember we we got everybody that brought more Warhammer World we set them up on the table and we were like oh not everybody has the same edition codex and then like and then people just be like ah I'm gonna go buy the new codex and then bring it back and then this happened quite a lot and then we were like oh it's food time so we had to pack everything up and then we put everything back down on a different table. Um, and then it was time to go. So 
I think we played maybe a round or two, but we were just moving about because the table was massive, if I remember. Yeah, it was. We were we were quite lucky because it wasn't too busy, and I think the school they they rented out a good amount of tables. We had like a zone yeah. almost. It was like a corner, the poisoned corner, keep those children away from the uh, the real world yeah. area. But I do remember that because. I knew I had an up-to-date codex, and there was a couple others that had an up-to-date. I think you had one as well, but there was a load that came in, and they were like pulling out these codices that was just ridiculously outdated. And we were like, um, "You're going to struggle," but you know we could give it our best shot. But then yeah. they were just like, "Nope, I'm going to go buy it." But we kept on because of that. Um, stop, start, stop, start, stop, start. Um, as we did in high school itself and it just yeah. resulted in not actually much game time and play time yeah i was really the biggest downside of the whole strategy club is the other school is that funnily enough um as much as i praised it all warhammer doesn't really suit strategy clubs at school because they're too short and yeah I know Games Workshop likes to have everyone believe that the games only take an hour and a half to play, but that's just they do ludicrous. Not. I mean, our games take all day. We have to block out all days, and then sometimes we don't even finish them. Yeah, like you got to, you know, you got to balance. You got to build the maps. You got to put your armies out, and then unless you are people that know the rules off by heart you got to, you know... Refer back to the books, and then you've got to look at, like, oh, but does this affect this unit? Look through the book again, and it's, like, looking at stats, and... You just stop, start, stop, start, yeah. stop, start, until eventually you're like, oh, all the time's gone. <laughs> we yeah. were going to do it, uh, but it fell short. So, unfortunately, as much as I praise it for schools, it wasn't the best uh, kind of game for that school environment. Um, and in part, that was one of the reasons it faded out, because at first it faded out at Strategy Club, Warhammer, and then mm. I think after Strategy Club it faded out, it didn't have a strong enough presence in terms of what people did in their free time, so it started to fade out because people basically stopped playing it, people lost yeah. interest, um, and I remember it resulted in the last fight I ever had was in my mate's bedroom and he used um, Blood Angels and I used Space Marines. And I yeah. remember he beat me, but then we worked out after the game that he had started the fight with an extra thousand points. Oh my god. Um, and we were like, all right, now we understand <laughs> why... Uh, you were so far ahead because it, it was one of those where it's just like all oh, my models seem to be dying really quickly and easily i'm really struggling here and i know i've got the space breeds i know he's got the blood angels which had their own unique supplement codex back then but i was a bit like it, it can't be that bad <laughs> i shouldn't be struggling this much and then we worked out we're like oh whoops yeah Again. did he did he use his uh what was it was it a valkyrie that he had yeah, he used his Valkyrie, yeah. he used... Oh, what's... They're like Terminators, but in gold armor or something. What are they called? Custodies? No, it wasn't Custodians. Um, Terminators in gold armor? Um, I'm pretty sure. Oh, um, Van Vanguard Terminators? Maybe. I'll have a quick look while we continue uh, talking. But, um, yeah, so... It was fair to say it wasn't the most 
balanced game. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it. But that was the fun of it, though. Like, you know, I didn't come back out of it going, oh, I, I'm in outcry. Like, this, that was an outrage because no. and it was just a game and had fun with mates. But, yeah, it just faded away, unfortunately, because of that. Um, and it was a real pity, but people just kind of stopped playing it. And from there... Um, it just didn't really happen anymore. Um, yeah. I think it was... Maybe it was a HQ unit, but he, I think he had... Um, I'm going to butcher this, uh, the name, but the Sanganor exemplar of the host model. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think, he, I, that, I think he had a unit that looked very similar to that, like kind of Golden Angel with like Power Sword. And I can't remember yeah. what it was called. Maybe it wasn't Terminators. Oh, was it... Um, oh, what's, is it Dante? Um, I know Commander Dante. It wasn't Commander Dante that he had, though. But either way, it absolutely... I know he had that HQ as well, but I swear he had a unit. But it tore yeah. through me, and like it was there. You go, found it. It was the um, Sanguinary Guard. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah. Which are basically Terminators, but Blood Angels, um, and better, better melee, like grotesque melee, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, and he, he had like models like that. He had dreadnoughts. He had like a Valkyrie, and I was just like, um, my poor, because I, I think I, I had a bit, but I didn't have loads. I had like you know, yeah. I had Neal Stormcaster, um, like sp- a couple Space Marine squads, and like a dreadnought and a drop pod. And I was like, I'm really struggling here. Why? <laughs> um, oh, and my Rhino that was rebuilt. Reborn yeah. from the ashes. Reborn from the ashes. Of uh, destruction. Uh, it faced such a powerful blow in Gaines Workshop that it fell apart. <laughs> and we, we, they take it very literally in Gaines Workshop. Uh, when your model is destroyed on the table, they get a hammer out and destroy it. Yeah. Yeah, that's how it works. It's, it's, it's awful. It's scarring for a lot of children. And they're like, yeah, you lost? There's a blood price. <laughs> It's pulls a blood prize. Pulls out a gun and just shoots you there. <laughs> no retreat. <laughs> um, yeah. Disclaimer: that isn't the case in Games Workshop. Don't worry. It, it, it's not. It's not. Uh, on, only in the ones uh, down south. But um, yeah, up north. Up north, you're safe. Um, yeah. No, so it was. Uh, I say Games Workshop. It's actually called the Warhammer Shops now. Oh, yeah, they rebranded them, didn't they? Yeah, because they used to call them Games Workshop. The reality is the only game they sold was Warhammer in there most of the time now. So it's like... Uh, I I love Warhammer Shops. I really do. Like, Warhammer Shops are fantastic. They're some of the coolest shops in there. The one criticism I have of them, though, is sometimes when you go in there, you just feel sometimes a little bit too pushed to purchase things. Yeah, definitely. They're they're very. They don't do it in a mean way. But yeah. They make you come out and you're like, yeah, I bought a new model, but you're up to like, oh, I was kind of pushed into that bit. Yeah, because they like the you like express interest in something and they'll they'll take it off the shelves, give you a bit of lore, and then like put it in your hands. 
Yeah, they're, they're very much, and like, also, like, if you say, I just want to browse, they're like, two meters away from you, hovering over you, like, yeah. constantly, and any time you pick up a model, they're instantly like, do you know all this about that? And that is yeah. dope, that, like, that is really dope, but there are sometimes, and I, I guess you've got to remember the purpose of a shop is for you to buy things, so from their end, and this is why it's not a criticism of them as a thing, because I get it, it's what they've got to do, it's their business, like, you know, if it was my shop, you want people to buy your things, otherwise yeah. you're not doing a successful shop. It isn't a museum, it is a shop. But when you have shops that are as cool as that, um, sometimes you do just want to check out the models and stuff, and it's like, you just feel so pushed sometimes to go into it. Whereas, like, for example, Leodis, which is a game shop local to us that buys Warhammer models and then sells them up for 20% cheaper. A very useful tip for any Warhammer players out there that buys all their models from Games Workshop because obviously their prices of Games Workshop are notoriously very up very expensive um there's obviously a whole discussion and this isn't the time or place uh, perhaps in a future episode whether it's right or wrong the prices that they charge um and how ridiculous some people yeah. argue their prices are but like you find that a lot of the shops uh there's a lot of these unique shops like leodis for example that buy the models and then sell them at a 20 percent discount so just as context like you could buy a codex which is now 32 pound 50 used to be 25 pound but now 32 pound 50 you can now get it from you could get it from like leodis for 27 quid so yeah. these shops are far more approachable in terms of prices and also because they're less of a front, so to speak, in terms of pushing the models and, and like, you know, being the direct ownership of the shop itself, they tend to have much more of a, and I, again, no disrespect to Games Workshop, but more of a community atmosphere because they're more local. Uh, like, if you walk into Leodis, there's constant, like, they've got tables in there as well as the models, and there's constant games. And it's not yeah. just tournaments. It's literally people that, you know, live in the village or town that go there to play their games. Um, and, like, you've got a little, you know, coffee bit and stuff like that. So it's a much more... I guess if you're in a browsing kind of mood, they are you kind of shops and also they sell models and everything at like 20% discount price. So it saves you a lot. Um, huge tip for Warhammer models because fundamentally getting into the game is very pricey. We've talked about it before, but you know, if you want, let's just say hypothetically, I decided that what I walked into Warhammer World, I said enough is enough. I want a full built Necron army, uh, 1,500 points ready to play and against you. So I got to build it myself and all that, but you know, ready, you know, all set the right amount. I'd be probably looking at spending you know 500 plus pounds at mm. least if i'm thinking about it yeah it's the pricing can be i mean even if you look at i was looking at pricing for the most recent um tau combat patrol um and if you were to buy all the models in that individually they'd be i think it was like nearly 200 quid but if you bought the bo if you bought the box it's like 80 something quid yeah, which is you know, uh, I think that's in dollars to be fair. So it'll be what about fifty something pounds. Well, you say that, but um, interestingly enough, 
Um, and I, I don't want to go into too much detail here because obviously it's a little, a little bit more of a serious and not positive. But like, for example, you used to be able to buy patrols for 60 quid. They've scrapped all of them from what I can see. It's now a minimum yeah. £90 pound tro uh, troll, 90 pound trolls, 90 pound patrols. Um, which obviously is a price increase of 30. Now, these patrols do save you a lot of money, but it's really pushed that premium price of getting into Warhammer now because for a lot of people, they are your go-to entry points of yeah. the game unless you buy the start sets, which in this 40k one right now is Space Marines vs. Necrons, uh, which is fantastic value for money in terms of relationship with the rest of them. But when you're charging £90... You know, for a neck, uh, for a Tau one, for a, an Eldar, or Aldari, um, Orcs, and etc. That's steep pricing, really steep pricing. Um, yeah. And some of them are way more value in terms of the models that you actually get inside. Um, and that's what I mean, like nowadays, unfortunately. Um, and it ain't like when you buy these, these come built and painted either. You've got to build them yourself, which requires tools and time. You've got to paint them yourself, which I know is part of the hobby and experience. But, you know, you've got to do that. You've got to buy the paints. And they charge, like, paint sets for, like, £65, which mm. is... And it comes with all the paints that you really need for that faction. But, you know, still... £65 for the paints, then you're probably looking, you know, with the glue and all the tools to build it, maybe like 20 quid if you go through them, that's 85 quid, and then, you know, really just to get going, you need, what, three, four of those starter sets to really be in a position to be able to, you know, actually have a game that isn't just going to end in, like, one turn and, you know, really get to experiment yeah. things. Quite a bit of money. Um, not to, obviously go too negatively but yeah so huge tip find these leodis but the atmosphere in those shops are absolutely fantastic and it is one of the most unfortunate things against workshop but i think that's the purpose though the purpose of these warhammer shops in the center is to hook you get you involved hence you pay the premium bucks because they're in the center get you hooked and then I think they accept that you go off to your local areas that you buy the models at cheaper prices and play the game because once you're hooked you're into it but they need to get you hooked so that's why these shops are filled with great salespeople that know everything about the game everything about the universe and are really good at in essence being and i don't mean in a horrible way but pushy salespeople but in a non-horrible way like in a friendly way which is a credit to their skill but does sometimes annoy you yeah yeah exactly like we're, we're shitting on them because they're, they're too good at their jobs is pretty much we're just mad that we've spent so much money that is what's in essence yeah, it, yeah it, it because the essence. sales they're just they're very good at their jobs they're very skilled i just and want to go in a browse and they're <laughs> making me buy things stop it <laughs> I just um, want to look at the box art. I don't want to spend another fifty pounds, please. I know, I know, but yeah. Um, so I'm sure um we'll be spending lots of stuff uh on Warhammer World. So we could only pray, keep our bank accounts hopefully safe. I've just had payday as well, which is terrifying. What's that? Uh, 
<laughs> what is that? Good question. I've only had I've only ever had payday uh, three times a year for the past four years. So. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess uh, final things, and it feels like it's been a lot of rambling ons. Um, but like, what are you most excited for, Ken? Uh, I am most excited to see they have this diorama of um i think it's it's definitely space marines i want to say it's blood angel it's a blood angel's fortress being uh, um and that's what i'm most looking for it's in like the it's in this giant room and it's so detailed that's what i'm looking for so it's to a see. blood angel fortress of what uh it's a blood angel's fortress being assaulted by tyranids oh yeah that sounds amazing it lo- I've se- I've seen pictures and it looks phenomenal. I can't wait to see it in real life. I'll, I'll look forward to that. And hopefully, if you would like to see that, check out our Instagram. Just <laughs> plugging that in right there because I'm sure we'll be getting pictures um, yeah. of those sorts of stuff. No, that that's a that's a really good choice. That's gonna that's gonna be hard to top. But I'm gonna throw it out. I'm hoping, because obviously the, the big crave and everything, that we've hit the sweet spot and we're going to see loads of awesome Horus Heresy stuff. Just before, obviously, they come out with their massive launch of everything new in the Horus Heresy. Yeah, that's, that's going to be really cool to see. It is really cool, and also if you look at the price points, the horror series is actually very good price wise. It seems. Yeah. So, I'm I'm very dope. Um, uh, very excited. The horror heresy is uh, amazing in terms of law. It is more space marine stuff, but it's cool space marine stuff. So I'll let them slide. I'll let it slide. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I for the Horus Heresy stuff, I can't wait to look at the like all the thirty k tanks and stuff because they look so cool. It's not just Lehman Russes and and it's actually it's old stuff that looks cool. Um, and I'm I'm very excited to see some of the um. I hopefully they'll have some Titans on display as well. Because that I would love be Titans. majestic. Yeah, you do love your some titans um that's why i play the town big robots <laughs> it literally is it's just i like robots even you're even reluctant to bring out fire warriors you're like why do i, I need to bring out a firework squad when i could have more robots and i uh, i'm like ked we need infantry on the board not only yeah. do you need infantry to make the game like follow the rules but you need infantry on the board but you're like but i want robots literally it was the, the game that we were playing was it the last game that we played it was a thousand points it's like i can have a good army or i can spend thousand points in the tower and our supremacy armor which is exactly a thousand points and i was so tempted just to waste all of it just on that one model i could only imagine um no so you know when i go back and say that we have a good partnership it's usually me having to bring infantry to compensate for his lack of infantry i do do not the the don't the big robots always help though Tell, tell me right now that they don't help. They are useful. We just need other models. Big robots. Although, right now, in the game that we've been playing against our two friends, the robots have been uh, 
a bit iffy at the back. They haven't actually been very effective. They haven't got into range of anything yet, okay? No, I'm on about um the bottom the the suits. Oh yeah, yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. It's they're doing their best. We we had a very unlucky start to that game. You did, rolled yeah. miserably. It was quite I did. awful, and the map size we went with was way too big. So my units have actually done nothing all game. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 fine. We'll we'll absolutely wreck them next time because I'll just bring my town as currency. <laughs> Thousand points, just it, it's it's gonna be great, gonna be amazing. I look forward to seeing it. I look forward to versing it. I'm just gonna bring out more wounds. Let's try and send them aside because what are you gonna do about it? Uh, cry. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna. Invul saves and psychers. <laughs> No, I got I, I got I got the stratagem that ignores involved saves. You've so. got so much CP. And also uh oh, what unit is it? I can't remember it's either I wanna say it's either Necrons or Tyranids. One of them. either way one of the factions has a unit or an ability to basically um, block out one of your CP, one of your, like, uh, yeah, your CP stratagems. Sorry, your stratagems. So it just means you can't use that stratagem for the whole game. Wow. Yeah, it's very grotesque. I can't remember which faction it is, but it's quite grotesque. Uh, it might not be Necrons and Tyranids, actually, but there is a, a faction out there that they got an ability where it's just like a unit. Just like, nope, you like that stratagem? Well, not anymore, because you will <laughs> not get to use it at all, all game, and you just have to sit there and deal with it. Which is pretty ridiculous. It is. It Oh, that's unfair. I don't like that. I'm making a rule now that you can't use that. I don't think that's in the rule books, mister. That's why you're wrong. Page oh, 174, yeah, at the bottom it says Kieran Riley is the rules. <laughs> the rules are whoever could argue the best. And I do have a law degree. I have a philosophy degree. Touché, we are evenly met. Aye. Uh, you may <laughs> be able to deal with the legality of the and the ambiguity of the rule book itself, but I will make you question the book's existence at its very core. <laughs> To be fair, we've played so many games without it, I already question its existence. Yeah. The amount of rules we must be playing completely incorrectly. Oh god, yeah. I remember oh, god, when we yeah. got back into it, and we did melee so horribly wrong that we yeah. made it so broke that one unit would just kill another unit with, like, very few attacks because we were just carrying over damage. Um, yeah. which was just ridiculous. So it was like, if this weapon did three damage, we'd be like, that kills three one-wound models then. Yeah. And it was like, uh, this seems very unfair, as I'm coming in with a 20 damage you know, unit, and I'm just wiping out 20 Necrons when I've only hit four models. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it wasn't... 
That that was when I was heavily considering switching from the tower because I was like, oh, they're getting destroyed even worse than I thought. But then it was then it was fine. I mean, it's not fine, but it's fine. It is fine now. You've got to remember, it's all good now. The PTSD. We're done, Ken. We're done with <laughs> the brutality. We're in the good, the good days. We're in the the happy times. Um, no, what was your second faction? I don't know if people know. Oh, yeah, um, I also play uh, the Adeptus Mechanicus, uh, which are the, uh, sort of the, the engineers of the, of the Imperium when they're allowed to do stuff, because they are equally as religious and backwards as the rest of the Imperium. Really awesome, like, law and also model design. And it's yeah. really interesting, because I myself, like, being a, a new but very much welcome Necron player, I find it very interesting the mixture those two factions have with each other in the sense of not only is there much interaction in the law, but it's quite unique how the Adeptus Mechanicus are so desperate to strip themselves of anything flesh and, like, you know, human, basically, to become pure machines of efficiency. Yeah. Whereas the Necrons obviously have a dying urge to remove their curse of being machines only and restore well existence like you yeah. know, life through this is one of those one of those things isn't it the grass is always greener yeah um so it's absolutely fascinating um i saw that it was like there was a really good uh from a youtuber called bricky i'm sure many in the warhammer community will know about him but he made a great comparison um through them between the game of the adeptus mechanicus um mm. and he highlighted it was really interesting how for the the dialogue um and the like the voice acting the necrons had voice actors that spoke english whereas the adeptus mechanicus just made robotic sounds and it was really <laughs> interesting because obviously it's like which one is more human in the sense yeah. of like going for it so it was a subtle thing obviously to save money probably as well but it actually made a massive difference like yeah um so it was really dope like highlight by uh him and the game itself so very interesting but yeah that, that's your solid second faction isn't it you haven't played yeah. them in a very long time though i haven't no and i won't be for a while because i was looking for the book today and I, it's in one of the boxes down at my uh my uni house in bristol uh yeah i do have the ninth it was the first ninth edition codex that i bought yeah um so yeah i will be playing them for at least another two three months unfortunately but hey ho i've got my main boys that I need to learn how to play again because I got I was like oh I could do melee again and then proceeded not to use it because I forgot that I could do melee um would have and been then, really useful yeah it would have been useful in that game it would have been so useful um but it is what it is it's fine it's yeah. all good we'll get there we'll get there it's a slow and long journey but we'll get it there is. we'll get there eventually um but yeah I don't think there's anything else really to add other than i am super hyped for saturday and i can't wait to share that experience with everybody afterwards yeah it should be an amazing an amazing time we'll we will do an episode on it and uh as to um but thank you so much for listening to the latest episode of anything but content 
go follow us on the aforementioned Instagram and on TikTok at anything but content. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys, and stay positive. Thank you.